Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mindful You podcast. As we travel together into the realms of mindfulness by meeting fellow travelers on the path who share their stories, share the critical events that altered their perception, that opened up portals and awareness into this transcendental state of consciousness that we refer to as, as mindfulness. Today's guest, Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Born and raised in San Diego, California. Family was raised there, family before that, generation before that. So she has deep roots to, to this um, area of the United States. Kathleen shares her journey and you would refer to it as definitely an uphill kind of experience, not a downhill, easy kind of experience. A lot of emotional suffering, physical suffering, and a lot of issues that she had to deal with. And she was able to create a transformational experience, even though the environment that she was in could easily have taken her down a path of of of, of not that enlightened way, more of a, I'm a victim and that's the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be. And she was able to pop through that experience and in reaching a state of consciousness that is very, very, very clear. And at the um, end of the podcast, uh, she describes some of the healing techniques that she uses. Uh, that was just wow, very, 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 very sweet to hear and also wonderful to practice. So please welcome to the Mindful You podcast, Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Hello, Kathleen, and welcome. To oh, the Mindful hi. You podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I, I'm happy to be here. Well, I understand you you live out in, in uh, California. Yep, I've lived here all my life. <laughs> really? All oh, you're born and raised in California? In San Diego, right. Oh. Wow, <laughs> so you have deep roots in San Diego. You wouldn't believe how deep the roots are that I have. <clears throat> my... Uh, some of my family came to build the Hotel Del Coronado. And um, yeah, my, my husband's family were the lighthouse keepers out at um, Cabrillo National Monument, the lighthouse out there. So we're an old San Diego family on both sides. Wow. So you go back a couple of generations. Right. Wow. That's that's a, <laughs> I bet, you know, we're in the mindfulness business, you know, of conversations and building our 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 mindfulness muscles and i always i always had the thought that there's something about having deep roots which gives you some sort of mental emotional 
stability, uh, especially with times changing. And I'm wondering if that's your experience, Kathleen, of out there in California for generations. Yeah, it's it's really nice to just know where you're going when you're on the freeway and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I go visit my kids in Texas, I'm like, ah, where am I? <laughs> Which way is north? And uh, here in San Diego, the oceans the oceans on the west and the mountains are on the east. So, you know, there's not much else. Um, Mexico's south, and uh, you know, the rest of the U.S. is north. <laughs> Very good. But I, I, I think having a grounding technique is really good, too, no matter where you're at. You can just ground yourself, and I think that's really good. So when you ground yourself, because ground, grounding is, a, is, a, is a, a major concept in mindfulness and presence is, is being grounded. And mm-hmm. so when you, when you talk about grounded, give, give the audience a, an experience or recommendations of how you can ground yourself no matter where you are. Well, this is, this is my grounding technique. My daughter doesn't like it, (laughs) but anyway, I, I, this is what I do. I, um, okay. I sit quietly and I, um, I imagine from my feet coming up through my body, a fountain going out my head. And then I imagine that again, only it's going out my arms. And then I imagine it again. Uh, what I do is I take my heart and I go down to my feet and I bring that up through me and I go up to God in that way. I did it as you were as you were talking, and it's a wonderful visualization. And then I like to ground myself. I make my feet my from my feet goes down into the earth. Oh yeah. And then and then the earth comes up through me. That's the part my daughter doesn't like. She said she didn't like the earth inside her. So anyway, whatever. <laughs> well, I look at the earth as Mother Earth. So yeah. I came from Mother Earth, so I shouldn't be upset <laughs> by Mother Earth. I like the feeling of as you described it, there's there was a pattern to it. It wasn't mm-hmm. just random. Uh it was a, a pattern in which I I uh, you know had the head and then the arms. And then, then, then we went uh, went to the heart, uh, I believe, and then down to the down to the feet, then up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I take my heart up to God. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like I I can see the cross in my in my the Catholics sometimes they they have the the cross of of grounding themselves and anchoring themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you ground yourself, wonderful mm-hmm. technique. Thank you for sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have tingles from it. Boy, it's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, how often do you use the technique? Uh, is it something that you do regularly in order to, to, what's your experience of using the technique also? Well, I actually do um, theta healing. Uh, and so I do it when I do theta healing. And then if if I just want to go up to God and I want to, I want to commune with God, um, that's how I do it. And, and then when I get up to God, I, I announce myself, I'm Kathleen. And, um, then I, um, it's, it's a technique, you know, like if you want to be close to God, it's really good to have, um, a high vibration in your body, uh, in your spirit. And so 
I work on having a high vibration all the time. And then, um, and then when I go up to God, I can get, I can get closer to God. I don't know. You know, this is just how I explain it. Um, because when I have a low vibration, God has a very high vibration and it's, it's like hard for me to get up there with my low vibration. So I try and keep my vibration high. Uh, as you speak, an image comes to my mind, and the image is of the hot air balloon. <laughs> and the hot air balloon wants to go up, uh, but there's two ways to make the hot air balloon go up. One way is more hot air. The <laughs> second way is to throw the ballast off. Right. Uh, and the ballasts are the things you're holding on to. And so I would say that the, the low vibration folks are holding on to something, which keeps them anchored and a higher vibration right. means you're unloading stuff at some level of reality making you lighter and lighter and lighter so you're, you're not going to hurt yourself uh, as mm -hmm. your vibration intermingles with higher vibrations you can't go right. from a, a zero to a hundred you got to go to two three four five uh, right. and and so you it's not bad that you can't contact god mm -hmm. from a low vibration you have to practice yeah, there has to be a practice. Do, do you have a practice that you follow? In, in I, your have life? I have different things that I do to raise my vibration. Um, one of them is praise, like um, praise, like glory to God in the highest type of praise. Um, I um, I knew this this lady. Um, she was she's kind of the age that. Um, she was older than my mother. She was my mother's babysitter when she my, my my mother was a little girl. And so so I was a woman already, but I got to know her as an older woman. And she told me that she just writes down praise words all the time. And she just wherever she is, she goes out, oh, praise God for this beautiful tree type of thing, you know. And so she had had this big long list of praise God stuff. And I, that really impressed me. You bet. Um <laughs> and so I have now that now that I'm an older woman, I have time, you know, I'm not all busy with my children and stuff like that. I have time to do stuff like that. So I I went online and I was like, oh, I'm going to find all the praise songs. And so I went online and it just seemed like all the praise songs were supplication or, you know, thanking. They weren't necessarily praise Whereas gratitude is very powerful, praise is more powerful, more higher vibration. And so I, 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 what I did was I just went through all the songs and wrote the actual praise parts down. And so I, it's quite long actually. It takes more than five minutes to listen to it at night. But I, I um, read it into my phone <laughs> at night when I go to bed. I. I I um, push my praise thing and and listen to it. Uh, so that's is that something? Is that a link that can be created so people could link it and get that that uh, rolodex of praise songs? Um. Well, you know what? It wasn't just the names of the songs, but the words in the songs. Um. So um, I was just trying to think of what what is actual praise. And um, so then I went to the Psalms, I went through the, you know, um, different parts of the Bible and, and found actual praise words. And I, um, 
Yeah, I wrote them down. I don't know. I I I play it to myself. I I um I'm not a professional, you know. Oh. <laughs> Talker. The, the and- idea for me is uh I'm a I'm a I'm a a, a big fan of the course of miracles. Mm, yeah. I find mm-hmm. that to be a a very fast vehicle uh, to get you to that mindful state of consciousness mm. and and one of the ways they they describe things is that what you what you paint in your mind's eye is projected out to the outer world and it's the same yeah and when when you in your mind's eye I can't even, it brings tears to my eyes. When you, when you praise the Spirit of God mm-hmm. without, you're praising the Spirit of God with Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to give up, you have to give up your grievances. You got to give up your complaints uh, about oh, yeah. without. Uh, you, you have to practice forgiveness uh, as, as, a, as a daily practice. Speaking of forgiveness, I'm really into forgiveness. Um, I'm so into forgiveness that I don't even feel like I need to forgive anybody anymore. Because, um, well, I could tell you the story about, um, I have this story that I don't know if God revealed it to me or if I made it up. But anyway, I think it's true. And uh, so I think that before I came in as a human, I was out in the universe with God and I was a low vibrational spirit. I had a low vibration and I had heard and I wanted to be close to God. And and I had heard that if you go into the earth and be a human, you can actually raise your vibration by unconditional love. And so there I was with this low vibration and I decided to come in and even knowing that I would um, have parents that were really harsh and, um, you know, my life was harsh when I was young. And uh, so I I came in anyway. I mean, um, it was it was um, trouble from the get go. And um, just through my life, I was just a really sad person. And I didn't realize why I had come here. And so I just, you know, I just, you know, it's like the worse it gets, the worse it gets, because what you think about, you bring about. And if you're thinking about the sad stuff in your life, which is what my life was, then you just make more of it. And so that's such an until- important concept about to go, go say that a couple of times there, because that's a, a, a major insight. So please repeat it slowly so the audience can really savor it. Um, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I let's see. So, Great. It's so, a creation. <laughs> so um, I I wanted to raise my vibration. And I, when I got in here, I didn't remember that. You don't remember. And so I was had a sad life. People were mean to me all my life. And the more, <clears throat> the more I you know, the worse it gets, the worse it gets. So if you're um, what you think about, you bring about. So I was thinking sad things all my life. You're thinking sad things in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was bringing in sad happenings in my life because um, 
what you think about you bring about. So that was that was what I did in my life. So did you <laughs> figure out a way of changing your thinking? <clears throat> yeah. So, well, I remember when I was, you know, I was, I always wanted to be close to God. I sure, didn't me too. That. Hey, I, I vote for that one. I imagine <laughs> I, I every, everybody that. in the audience votes for that one. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I used to tell my sad story to people. And some lady, one time she asked me, why don't you make up a better story? And I said, well, it wouldn't be true. The fact is that all the sad story is just evidence of what I had brought into my life with my sad story. So, um, so anyway, um, I, um, um, okay. So I married Ron Israel, wonderful man. Um, you know, and I just attracted all the terrible stuff from this poor man. And, um, and so, um, he got Parkinson's disease and I had to care for him. He got it in 2001 and he died in 2018. So for the first 10 years, he, he was okay. He could move, he could do stuff. But in 2010, he, he couldn't move, um, on his own anymore and he couldn't talk anymore. And so, um, from 2010 to 2018, I was his total caregiver. And, um, so I had to be home. Right. And so I used to, in the evening, go in and listen to, um, um, healers online. And I, um, I really believe that God led me to my healers online. Um, I would, um, Darius Barazunda, he has healers on his show. And so I would go on there and I would like buy their program or something. And then I would do the work. And then after a while, um, it got not interesting anymore. And God would send me another one. And then I would study their stuff. And so um, what I think was happening is God was raising my vibration a little bit at a time. And so when I when I learned all that stuff from that healer, then um, my I had been raised up to the top of their teaching and God would send me another one. And so through that time, I, I found out how, how to be happy and what was wrong with my thinking. Um, I didn't realize that uh, worrying is like making up a sad story and then believing in it and going with it and uh, in in reality, there's endless possibilities. So, you know, um, that's, that's that's wonderful. That's that's a that's really a, a sweet a, a sweet sound you made there. Very very sweet. Making it up. Very nice. Yeah, we do, and we could make up a good story. And the fact is that when we make up these sad stories about the people we love, we're actually cursing them by sending bad vibrations in their way which is they if they're doing something exciting and um maybe we would perceive as dangerous but it's what's there for them in their life and if we think bad things we're not helping them out at all um if we could make up a good story for them and um and send them good vibrations and in order so, to do that you have to sort of realize that the first thing that you were going to send to them 
probably is not the healthiest thing to do. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go to another thing that I'm going to send to them. And this mm-hmm. one is packaged in love. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's the ability to catch yourself before you before you pull the trigger on on the reaction and they mm-hmm. come over here then have a higher vibration choice about mm-hmm. for the high for the sake of the higher you have to give up those lower thoughts which feel yeah. good to the ego however is not good for the being which is that that higher level of of what you're talking about that vibration in which in which I believe is a, is a state of non-judgment. There's no judgment there. You, there's no right or wrong, which turns out to be the very first lesson in the Course of Miracles, is that you look at everything you see and nothing has any meaning. Um, and if nothing has any meaning, then there's no judgment. This is the, but how do you do that? Because everything has meaning. So that's, <laughs> that's Well, a, the thing is one. that w- when we've had some adversity in our lives, um, we're kind of tracking for adversity, you know, it's like, yep. we're like, oh, okay, yep. I don't want to have that to happen again. So we're just like, you know, intent on that sort of thing. Um, that's not helpful because of the possibilities that exist for us in our life. You know, we're, we need to, um, it, it takes a while. It really does. You can't just do it. But after a while, you get used to having a positive outlook. And um, and that lady who told me I should make up a good story, she was right. I should have. Um, but um, anyway. Um, what was the story I I, that you made up? Well, oh, gosh. Um, my father was an alcoholic, rageaholic, child molester. And, you know, it that... <laughs> And my mother was ignoring the whole situation because she had six kids. She used to read like six books a week. We'd go to the library and she'd bring her big stack of books, you know. Um, it, um, so that was your you story. Know. That's that's a, that's a, that, that that is a a story in which you wouldn't have. You wonder why you chose to be incarnated into that family. And right. my understanding is you chose you chose it in order to learn something had to happen uh, in order to raise your vibration. Um, Actually, so you can... I attracted it. I attracted it with my low vibration. So, yeah. um, so your journey has been to, to, to raise out of vibration. the pain and out of the suffering. Yeah comes mm-hmm. the comes the lotus flower out of mm-hmm. the mud comes the lotus flower so your right. enlightenment comes from that uh the the experiences earlier which you chose as a spirit to do uh, i think that's what you're saying yeah and the fact is that um unconditional love is a very high vibration and you can't even do it unless you have adversity because it's really easy to love the people who love us yeah and um you you have to have adversity to do unconditional love, and that's the that's a sweet spot there. Yeah. So that's why you know. Um, have you heard of Ho'oponopono? Sounds Hawaiian, but no, I haven't. Yeah, it is Hawaiian. It's a Hawaiian healing technique for the family, and it's like magic. I mean, mystical. And um, so what it is is you it's a, this. It's kind of like an incantation or a prayer. But um, so this is Ho'oponopono. You say, I love you. And it's, I love God. God loves me. God loves that other person. The other person loves God. 
And if you can say it, I love them, they love me. But if you can't say it, you don't have to. Okay, so I love you. I'm sorry. And it's not I'm sorry I did anything, but I'm sorry the situation exists between us. And then it's please forgive me. And it's not because I did anything, but please forgive me for what's going on in me that caused me to attract this. So I have a button that this person pushed in me and it made me hate them because it hurts so deeply, like you say, from my childhood or something. So um, and then it's thank you. Thank you for showing me this so I could heal. Because if I didn't have this pain inside of me, I didn't I wouldn't know where I need to heal. So thank you for showing me this so I could heal. And then the big I love you again. I love God. God loves me. God loves the other person. The other person loves God. And through that, you can, um, the thing is with people is we have a bind with people. We are, they are bound to us. We are bound to them. And it loses the binds that we have with the people that blankety blank ruin our life type of thing. You know, we have a bind with them and they're, um, so anyway. It loosens, you said it loosens the, the the connection that you had with that story now the mm-hmm. story is getting further away and the influence the story has on your beingness gets less and less and less as mm-hmm. as you create more and more space for it to be further mm-hmm. and further away and pretty soon hey it's just my story is yeah. that what you're saying yeah and also the fact is that um taking responsibility for our buttons that get pushed I think that's Absolutely. like something you you talked about earlier. Absolutely. So I um so instead of being a victim, I'm not a victim. I realized that I attracted this out of them. They're just doing what they do, you know, and it hit a button inside of me that made me have pain. So then I can I can just do I do the whole oponopono. I mean when I learned the Ho'oponopono, I was doing it all the time. How, I mean, how do you spell out, it? I want to know how to spell it. H-O. H-O. O. O. P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. And you can put a uh, one of those, um, 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 anyway, a line a thing above the the second O or something. Oh, okay. All right. I, th- I think Google is good enough to figure that one out. Yeah. That's really a right. sweet one because I, I closed my eyes again. And when, as you were doing it, uh, the, the, the forgiveness of, mm-hmm. of the unforgivable uh, is, is a, is a struggle for the ego, which is in the, is it which is in the, I, I will never forgive for what they did. To right. me, I will never ever forgive it, and so the ego is not going to relinquish the the forgiveness. And so, it's for you to be able to experience that breakthrough when you realize that the forgiveness is causing you more problems, holding on to whatever you're holding on to. If I want to be a higher level person, uh, you have to you have to be able to have no hatred at all you can't you can't go to a higher vibration if you have hatred to anything in the movie uh, and so what you're saying to me is that you've you you pushed through that 
Uh, and, and I realized that. Great. Good. Go on. I realized that it's my responsibility to take care of my buttons. And the deeper it hurts, the deeper the button is in me. They, you know, and I, I just, and so that's why I don't feel like I need to forgive anybody because I attracted it all, even as a baby, even as a child, I attracted it all. And, and it's not in a shame way that I attracted it. What it is, is I just honor myself as a valiant spirit who decided to come in here anyway, even knowing I would experience this stuff. And I honor my valiant spirit who came here to raise my vibration. So there's no shame. There's no shame in Ho'oponopono. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What a what a, a a wonderful way of of uh, it, it's it's trying to create a mental story uh, that that frees you from the past. And I know in the NLP world they call it reframe. How can you reframe it? Um, mm-hmm. And the, if you can reframe it, y- you lose the. It's like you 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 realize you 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 break through a box or something happens a mental prison that you had is no longer there because you figured right. out another way of interpreting it which is a much more positive way to to be to be yeah we all need to take responsibility for what's going on in us not in a shame way at all it's only beautiful. in a in a learning way in a yep. in a loving way yes um like especially like those people that are just ruining our life then if we the the only the best thing to do with them is to love them because um anything that's lower than love is just hurting us you know anything lower than love is just hurting us mm-hmm. there's uh I, I, I'll weave in again the, the course of miracles says there's two types of thoughts there's attack thoughts and there's loving thoughts that's it so either you are loving when you speak, you're, you're loving vibration, uh, you 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 praise, you praise comes out of you about the world around you and you praise the flowers and you praise the trees. And that's beautiful because when you're praising it, you feel an energy that comes through you. You, you, you have power of praising is that, that's a that's a that's a high level vibration power. Uh, so why not use it? Well, I don't deserve to praise. Well, I just. Try to praise something. Praise one thing and and see what happens. <laughs> you know the the I don't deserve part is is just like um, I'm. I wonder what that's made out of. You know um, the yeah when because we are divine beings and uh, anything that isn't love isn't really us you know and so we can we can be fooled you know to think stuff that's not love is us but um it's not um so but it, it it's like jesus said you know forgive them they know not what they do he knew what it, what it was like to be human you know to be lost in our thoughts and you know just confused and Listen, maybe we listen to the the wrong stuff for a long time, and we don't know which way's up anymore. That's right. You know? Lost in our thoughts is a good way of describing 
uh, the thoughts are just like a, a monkey mind has been used to describe as lost in thoughts. Your thoughts are constantly going all over the place. And you and how do you settle the thoughts? How do you make the leaves that were stirred up? How do you make those leaves just settle down, settle down, settle down? So you, now you're in a more leafless <laughs> environment, mm. less leaves. Yeah, I think that uh, loving ourself is really key for that. I have in the past, um, you know, what Wayne Dyer talked about, um, this thing that you can do in your body, you can just like start at your toes and just love every cell in your big toe and then go to the next toe and just like it's a great thing to do when you're asleep, you're trying to sleep and you can't get asleep. And you just start at the bottom and just love every cell in your body. And um, one time I was, I, I really was having a hard time sleeping and I was listening to Wayne. And so, so I did that for several nights and, you know, maybe I would get up to my elbows or something and then I would fall asleep. But one night I got through my whole body and I, I loved every cell in my body and the next day, <clears throat> I was driving up 54th Street here to El Cajon Boulevard. And um, the El Cajon Boulevard is like a very eclectic street. You got anybody, anybody could be walking down that street. And so this like guy who was very disheveled, just walking across the street. And I was just sitting there. All of a sudden, I realized how much I love this guy. And I was just watching the way his you know, his clothes hung on his body, or I was just looking at his face. And I was like, I just love that guy so much. And I just thought, you know what, I think when you're all loved up, it's easy to love other people. Like if you're if you're in a deficit of love for your yourself, then it's hard to love other people. But, but anyway, I was all loved up because I had started at my toes and gone to my head. And, and um, it was it was a lovely it was a lovely experience, actually. Oh, lovely is a, a, a sweet way of describing the miraculous. Uh, it's a yeah. flow, it's a flow of the realization that uh, the, the Werner Earhart described something, and he described it as uh, you, uh, you don't you don't need to go looking for love when it's where you come from. Mm -hmm. uh, the Course of Miracles would describe it as. Uh, uh, God cannot do for you what God cannot do through you. So there's so allowing yourself to to be the the, the spokesperson for the spirit uh, allows the spirit to flow through you, and you can. I love the praise thing. It's the th third time has come up, but but to you you what's the word you want? You prime you prime the pump. Uh, by a little bit of praise, a little bit of praise, a little bit of praise, a little bit, and pretty soon it's like you're painting a picture of heaven uh, in your every moment now is a is, is is a divine moment of presence. So the guy with the shovel that's walking across is a whoo. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, it was it was lovely. Oh boy, oh boy, you're a you you are you're getting you you it took you a while to get there. Uh, but I know yeah. I was I wish I had started earlier but I didn't get it I just didn't get it until you know Ron was sick and I had to I had to be here you know 
So the 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 gift of Ron's illness. <laughs> yeah, to be able to you know look at it that way, it's like wow. It's other people could look at it differently, and and physically, mentally, and emotionally, they would just you know they'd have to carry that that burden of of victimhood, and you're able to you know release it. And now you're you're flying, you're flying through the space. Well, you know, um, if you are in a committed relationship and um, it's death to his part, somebody's going to be kicking care of somebody sometime, you know. And um, so I just was grateful that I was the caregiver, not the sick person. You know, I felt like I had the better half and I was grateful for that i uh, people who want to reach out to you will will have all all your notes and headshots and links and things like that in the show notes and how how can people just right now reach out to you and connect with you and the gifts that you are in the world um you know when um after I, I mean, I studied a long time online with all those enlightened thought leaders. And when Ron died, I thought, wow, I really know some stuff now that really elevated my situation here on earth. And I thought I'd like to share it with people. And so I, I wanted to write a book about it so I could share all the things I learned. Um But anyway, after Ron died, I walked the Camino Santiago de Compostela, just 500 miles across northern Spain. And um, walked 500 miles. uh, Yeah, I did. Yeah. And and so that's a big deal. So I walked this 500 mile trek pilgrimage. I am a Catholic. And so, you know, it's a Catholic thing. Although only about 30% of the people who walk the Camino are Catholic and do it for spiritual reasons. Sure, sure. But anyway, um, after I got home and I thought it was time to to write the book, I thought, oh, gosh, I was really reluctant to be teachy because I didn't feel like an authority. And so I remembered that I told all those things to people on the Camino so I actually wrote my book about walking the Camino and telling people those things along the way. So um, so my book is uh, Wisdom on the Camino, A Spiritual Journey Sharing Forgiveness and Possibilities to Inspire the Rest of Your Life by Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Wow. And um, so it's a real, I've got a really killer cover. I know you can get it on online too, but <laughs> the killer. The- you have a cover? You can hold it up? Yeah, I, this is the cover. All right. And, and it's like me going forward and standing there, too. It's kind of. Anyway, I don't Beautiful. know if you can see it. <laughs> Beautiful. How um, did you design it? Did you design it yourself? Oh, no. As a matter of fact, I am a graphic designer. That was my, um, you know, my job. I got a degree, you know, and stuff. And um, and I, so I tried to make my cover and then. I got somebody to make a cover for me because nobody liked the one I made and I loved it. And so, um, you know, um, I have a lot of friends, so I just showed it to them. And anyway, I let them decide which one was the best cover. And 
it was so funny because my sister-in-law loved the one I designed too. And I loved it too, but I couldn't use it because <laughs> nobody else liked it. <laughs> so, well, it's nice to be able to for formalize your thoughts in the book form. So it's available for people who want to access in the, in the book form, uh, the wisdom yeah. that you have experienced as you have been riding down the river and your river had a lot of rapids, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds as though you've uh, I've stabilized. You've you've gone through on hopefully you you've gone through the major, and now you still might have stuff going on, but your ability to manage it mentally is is uh, you've been transformed to be able to manage the river differently than you did for the first part of life. Now you know you still issues come up, but eh, they're just issues now. They're not deeply mentally disturbing. I, I imagine. Right. When things get really awful, I think, oh, what was I thinking that brought this in? You know, and uh, like I just went um, I went on a trip with my sister-in-law and she was so gracious to go with me. I wanted to go to Dollywood, but I didn't want to go alone. And she came, even though that's not her thing. She came and it was it was so lovely. But um, uh, yeah, I couldn't hardly handle her personality sometimes. And, uh, and that, you know, it was so blatant to me that I had attracted anything I didn't like about her. So, um, and also, um, and you noticed that. To, so, so yeah, this was recently and you had the, like, like you're watching the movie of Dollywood and the, the person you're with, and you're able to see that, in the past, you would have judged it this way, but you're able to yeah, take the capsized boat and you're able to right side it up quickly. That's yeah. exactly uh, what mindfulness is about. That ability to right side the boat quickly. Not that you're not going to get capsized. It's just that how quick right. can you get back again? And I bet love has a lot to do with it. Yeah, well, it allows the love, you know, and to realize, um, like, when you, um, like, um, think somebody is, like, evil or something, um, that's just not true, because they're a divine being also, you know, and, and I did notice, like, that she had anxiety, and uh, the the things that were showing up that were um, uncomfortable for me were caused by her anxiety, you know. And um, so, uh, I mean, how could I fault her for that? I mean, you know, we just have anxiety. So, um, yeah. So, no, I don't need to forgive her. <laughs> and um, and I, and I spoke to her about it. There's, yeah, there's there nothing isn't, to I attracted it's, it's, everything. I attracted everything I didn't like. And I attracted all the good things, too. I did. So, yay. <laughs> well, it's a uh, quite a quite a journey that you have been on. And it's quite a journey that you took our audience on today. Really, it's a it's a, it's the it's the journey of self-realization. Uh, of, of the journey of the bridge from the ego to the being uh, that lower vibration heaviness to a higher vibration of lightness uh, and being able to 
articulate the thoughts, be able to express the the love and the forgiveness is those are those are higher level thought forms uh, when you're talking about praise and forgiveness all the time. It's like that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the and and you don't even need to forgive. You know, forgiving yourself is what what's important. Uh, and also um, realizing that it's not about shame when you forgive yourself. It's not about shame. It's about getting closer to God and loving when you when you forgive yourself. Yeah, and taking responsibility. And so you don't have to be a victim. I hated being a victim. I'm not a victim anymore at all. How is shame and guilt connected? Are they the same word? I feel guilty about what I did. I feel shamed about what I did. I feel embarrassed about what I did. I feel stupid about what I did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So that is such a big piece is. um, Okay, so I would do something and I would be mortified that somebody noticed what I did. Like, I'm just going to tell you one time I was I was at the Old Globe Theater and I had this skirt that the bottom was uneven. And so I, um, you know, I went to the restroom and I was making sure all my parts of my skirt were down in the back. Right. And I walked out and this lady came up to me and told me that my skirt was up in my waistband. And I thought I had, you know, I mean, there I was walking in front of all those people. And I was just like so mortified, like yep. I could die. Yep. Right. Uh huh. And then, and then I realized that I congratulated myself for being there. Because if I had stayed home and just been by myself, I wouldn't have had that happen to me. So I congratulated and I honored my valiant spirit that was out there in a situation where it could be embarrassed. And uh, and so I got over it right away, like, boom. And and uh, it, it seems kind of silly, but, I mean, that's the kind of thing that I used to always just be so embarrassed all the time about everything. And, and now I'm like, um, yeah, okay, well, if I had stayed home, I wouldn't have had that problem. But I'm congratulating myself for being out there in a situation where I could experience that. And that's it. That's a, that's an important idea because I, God's not going to knock on your door and say, oh, hi, how you, how you doing, Kathleen? Would uh, you want to get enlightened? Now, Kathleen has to open the door, go out in the community, put herself into circulation, put herself into participation. So the gifts of God, it's, it's, it's better. It's easier to give it to you when you go out there rather than mm-hmm. hide, act, hide at home. Uh, right. And so that's wonderful because that's a uh, testimonial uh, to uh, the the person that m- may be reluctant because oh I don't know what's on the other side of the door. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, you know you you know you you're a testimonial that you know, God's on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, we have taken a lot of time today. I've loved hearing your your stories. I Can I say hearing... one more thing? Can oh. I say one more thing? Sure, absolutely. Okay. okay, so in my book, 
right across from the table of contents, I have a gift for my readers. And um, people, like I shared my pictures with my friends on Facebook, and they said, you got to put your pictures in your book. And I'm like, yeah, and then it'll be $50 for the book. And so I made a website with galleries and portfolios of my pictures per chapter. So you can like go across from the table of contents. You have to double opt in and uh, it says, read this first. And then, you know, and then uh, you can see the pictures while you're reading the book. That's that's technology working. Yeah. The book's so, available on Amazon? Amazon, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, hold it up again. So in case people somehow are able to take a... There, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's just uh, hold hold it up because I'm going to take a picture of it. So I, I have it. All right. Oh, look at that. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So um, when I wrote the book, I, I actually wrote down my teachings. And then I wrote who I, I um, wrote who I told them to. And then I arranged it in a timeline on the Camino. So. Wow. Well, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a, a wonderful experience. Kathleen, I appreciated you as a wonderful guest sharing, sharing, uh, unlimited sharing, open sharing, uh, enjoying, enjoying the journey, free to go here, to go there. Uh, uh, That's wonderful because you got to be a light, flexible to be able to do that. And that's the characteristic of, I think, the, the higher level you go as a vibration, the more flexible that, that you become. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you very much for being a guest. And thank you very much for the opportunity of being, being with you today. And I'll say goodbye and have a joyful, blessed day. Bye-bye. I know you will too, Alan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.